You are now listening to There is Only Right and Wrong, No In-Between, taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. If you're thinking about giving your life to Jesus Christ, or if you've already made the decision and would like to get baptized, drop us an email at info at goodfig.tv. Again, that is info at goodfig.tv. We're excited to join you on this journey and can't wait to see what amazing things God has in store for you. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua in the highest. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get right into this. We have a message today. There's only right and wrong. There is no in-between. There's no in-between. In-between only exists in the mind of delusional people. Okay? If you're in the in-between, you're way gone. You're like gone, gone, gone. You're out there if you're in the in-between. Meaning your conscience is seared. Amen? You have no conscience at all about anything that you do. Okay, and that's a problem. And that's a problem. And God don't play in that. Amen? He just don't. There's only right and wrong. The in-between, Satan got you. Pretty much got you. When you don't, when you when you lack caring, when you lack understanding, when you lack um, what God wants of you. Amen? You're not, you're not in a good place. Okay, you're in a place of, and Satan's, Satan's basically using you for whatever he wants to use you for. Okay, and that means that you will be dealt with by God in the long run. Okay, there is only right and wrong. There is no in between. I'm going to make that very clear. Well, God is. I'm going to just speak his words. Just speak his words. What's right? What's right? Right is... God's righteousness, doing what's right, obeying the laws of God, obeying the laws of the land, okay? Doing what's good, that's right. Anything else is stretching it, is wrong. Wrong, sin, evil, okay? You're basically transgressing the law of God. That's what you're doing. So right and wrong. There is no in-between. This is a very important message. I think it's a message that should open your eyes to what's right and what's wrong. Most people don't know right and wrong. Okay? Most people do not know right and wrong. They don't even know when they're doing right and wrong. I think that it's, it's good to understand if you're doing something that's offensive to God. Amen? I really believe it. I really believe it is because if you're, if you're in the dark concerning that, um, you're gonna have a problem, a serious problem in life. So let's get right into this. We're gonna start with Proverbs. I got a little quick hitter for you, in Proverbs 14, Proverbs 14, verse 12. And I want you to understand this here, because this is mankind. That means the human race, man and woman. Another thing I want you to understand is this, okay? As you know, we have two bodies. We have the flesh body and we have our spiritual body. Our spiritual body is our thought process. Your spiritual body is what holds, okay, your soul. 
your soul. So you have your spiritual body, you have your soul within your spiritual body. And your spiritual body is your thought process. So it's what you think with. Okay? It's what you think with. So the same way you thought in the first earth age is the same way you think now. Okay? If you're foul, that means you was foul in the first earth age. Okay? Much hasn't changed. Thank God for Jesus Christ who brings in the change when we want to change. Amen? Watch this. So there's no excuse for anyone concerning right and wrong. Verse 12, one verse. There is a way which seemeth right unto man. All man's ways seems right unto them. Amen? Every way that a man or a woman, everything that they put out, everything that they say, everything that they do seems right to them. But do you live for yourself? Do you? We don't live for ourselves, do we? We live for God, right? Amen? So if we live for God and we live to God and we live... In the glory of God, it should tell you that everything that we do shouldn't seem right to us. There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Listen now. If this person' thought process never changes... And they think that everything that they do is justified in their own eyes. It's justified by the same people that they have around them saying, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's good. When it really ain't good. Amen. Their way is going to end in death. You got people on earth who will live to be an old age, an old, healthy age. Amen. Then you have people on earth who will die early, okay, right? Then you got people on earth who will die of horrible diseases. Then you got people on earth who will die because of something violent. Then you got people on earth who will die because of a freak accident. Then you got people on earth who will die because they're mauled by an animal or whatever the case may be. Or a plane crash or a car or whatever the case may be. A train, whatever. But when you're doing things God's way, God's way. And you're thinking with a God-like mind. And you're not saying, my ways are correct. In whose eyes? You see where I'm going with this, right? In whose eyes? In your eyes? In your eyes? Or in God's eyes? Because the only eyes that really matter is God's eyes, amen? Anything else, your eyes don't matter how you feel. Well, I feel like I didn't do nothing wrong. When people say that, that's a cop-out to me. That's a cop-out saying you don't want to take um, ownership of your actions. Because you know deep down inside that your actions was wrong. And you're not trying to make it right. So you flee the scene. You want life or you want death. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Mankind. Mankind's ways are all they always seem right to him or herself. Because they always justify what they do or believe with their own wisdom and not Yahweh's ways and Yahweh's wisdom, 
And that's why it leads to death. You can't justify wrong or evil. You just can't do that. You can't justify wrong. I'm going to say it again. You can't justify wrong or evil. Okay? Because then you're playing judge. Okay? And now you're stepping on God's toes. Watch this. When a murderer says something, when a murderer says why he did something, okay, watch this. I murdered her or him because they were rude to me or because I didn't like the answer that person gave me. That person's sick in the brain because he's a murderer, mind you. She's a murderer, right? Okay, and they lack God. And they lack Jesus Christ. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Okay. There's only right. And there's only wrong. The in between. When a person tries to get in the in between. Satan got control somewhere. Okay. And you have a problem. A serious, serious problem. Don't make excuses for your bad behavior. Okay. Be right. Be right. Don't make excuses for your wrong behavior. Be right. Don't make excuses for your sin. Be right. Let's go to James 4. James 4. And I got a note for you in James 4. One verse. James 4, 17. Watch this. You tell me if the word of God is wrong. Never is. James 4, 17. If you have it, say glory to, glory to God. Therefore, to him or her that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him or her it is sin. Facts. 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 So, if a human being Knows to do right. Right? And they choose to do wrong. Right? Listen to what the word of God says. To him it is sin. To her it is sin. There is no in between on that. It is what it is. The in between tries to come in. When you go insane. Because you try to justify your actions. When you try to justify wrong or evil, you're mentally insane. You can't justify wrong and evil. You can't justify sin. It's God's job. Amen? Makes sense, right? If someone does something to you, they give you a sorry apology, right? And, and they try to justify it. That person's mentally not there. Amen? Something wrong. Something clicked. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Insanity. It's a form of insanity. And I want you to see that. Now we know sin is to transgress the law of God. And to fall short of the glory of Yahweh. And we also know that. You can't commit sin 
without thinking about it and making a conscious decision to do wrong. I'm an expert in sin. That's just who I am. I'm an expert in it. And it's not because I do it. I'm an expert in it because I'm a teacher of God. Okay? Just like I'm an expert in right. And it's because I do it. So therefore, I understand. You make a conscious decision to do wrong. So when someone does something to you on purpose, and I, I ain't say by accident. Did you hear me say by accident? When someone does something to you on purpose, it's on purpose. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying to you. Okay? Because that person been holding grievances concerning the other person. Okay? When someone does something to you or say something to you on purpose, it's not because they didn't mean to say it. As Christ was saying in the book of Matthew, all things that come from the mouth is from the heart. It's on purpose. Amen? If you're driving a car and someone's texting on their phone and they crash into you from behind. Let's break that down for a second. That's an accident. That's an accident, right? That's an accident. But what the individual was doing that caused the accident was on purpose. Right? He or she was on purpose with having their phone in their hand going like this, thinking that their brain power is strong enough to do both. Right? If someone is driving and they're high off of marijuana and their vision is impaired, and it's just like a DUI, driving drunk, driving under the influence. If a person is driving like that and they crash into a pole, it was an accident, but what they were doing was on purpose. Okay? So accidents are accidents, right? But when it comes to human beings, It ain't too much of an accident. When you have machines involved, you can have an accident. Amen? When a computer or a, a car, or a plane, or a train, an automobile, um, anything, it can be an accident. Okay? When a dog, is a big, large St. Bernard, or St. Bernard's are angels, but a, um, say a... Um, a big vicious dog is barking and the mailman comes and tries to give the mail and the dog takes the mailman whole arm off okay what Cujo takes his whole arm off right was that on purpose or was that an accident that's on purpose that's on purpose right why is it on purpose? Because the owner didn't train that dog to not eat the mailman's arm. Amen? That's a problem. 
It's a huge problem. Therefore, there will be a lawsuit, right? There would be a lawsuit. Now, if that dog was just playing and nipped them out, man, that's on purpose. You know how hard it is to take someone's arm off? Hmm? Even for a dog with teeth, right? Very hard. So I want you to understand the purpose and why things are on purpose. I want to, um, let's go to the chart here. I'm going to read something. The verb, hamartano, to miss the mark or aim, then to miss or wander from the right path, to go or do wrong. The noun, hamartia, of failing to hit the mark, abortation from prescribed law, connected and resulting from the above. In New Testament, always in a moral sense, a sin, whether by omission or commission, in thought, word, or deed, also used in connection with the sin offering. Tema, the actual sin, the evil principle in action, the sinful act or deed. Paraptoma, a falling aside when one should have stood upright, hence morally, a fall, a falling upside from truth and equity, a fault or trespass. So basically what you just learned there is this. You just learn that human beings, you're the you're at the age of understanding right and wrong. You know what you're doing, amen. You know exactly what you're doing, right? And you know when someone's doing you wrong, amen. Right? There's no in between. There's no in between. Let's go to John three, John three. John chapter 3. Now that you understand that. So what happens when you justify your wrongdoing? What, what happens in your brain? Huh? Insanity. Insane. You got to be out your mind. Right? Insane. What are the facts? What are the facts? The fact is. You've done someone wrong, you should make it right. Right? You should make it right because God's looking, he's watching, he's listening. And if you can't make it right, you're in a bad position with God. A very bad position with God. Repentance to God and to the person is needed. I want to make sure you get this. I want everyone blessed. John three nineteen. If you have a say glory to God. And this is the condemnation. You hear that word damnation, right? In there, right? Condemnation, damnation is there. That light is come into the world. And men loveth darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. Mm. So why do men love darkness? Because their deeds are evil. 
We're going to talk about some things here. You might like it. You may not like it. As you know, it really doesn't matter to me. I have a job to do. And I shall do it. 20. For everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light. So if you're so if you're doing darkness, if you're doing evil, if you're sinning, it means you hate the light. Right? It means you got darkness in you. Right? Think about what I'm saying to you. Think about what Christ is saying to you. These are facts. I only read facts. That's why I go to the Word of God. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his or her deeds should be reproved. They don't want they don't want to be found out. So so interesting. So when people are presented with right or Yahweh's righteousness and they choose wrong, that's who they are. Okay? That's who they are. That's who they are. Well, how do you know if they're presented with Yahweh's righteousness. How do you know if they're presented with right? If someone claims to be a Christian and they purposely hurt someone, okay, and they purposely um, cause terror, they got a problem. They got a problem. Their elevator doesn't go to the top. It just doesn't. But when someone says, I get it, I understand, and never change, that person is more evil. Okay? Because they're deceptive. You understand that? And Yahweh doesn't live in them at all. Because they're fake. They're fake. People got a hard time figuring out others. They just do. Sometimes they have a really hard time figuring out other people. And I'm trying to tell you, you call a spade a spade. Amen? That's just what it is. You call a spade a spade. That's what you do. There's no, there's no reason to figure somebody out. It's, it's easy to figure people out. Because if someone says... If someone shows you a pattern of lack of love, that's who they are. That's who they are. That's who they are. If someone shows you a pattern of rudeness and anger and hate, and jealousy and envy, that's who they are. What are you looking for? Is there something in there that you're looking for? You're like, oh my God, there's something in there that's good. Um... If that's all they're putting out, that's who they are. Because if they truly love God, they're going to repent and get right and be right. And make all their wrongs right. Amen. But if they're really evil, they're going to be deceptive and try to play 
and that in between. Because they don't want to be found out. But God knows all things. 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his or her deeds may be made manifest. That they are wrought with God. They have no problem with God. And God has no problem with them. At all. So who are you. That knows right and does wrong. Hmm. I'm, t I'm talking to you. Who asked this question? So who are you that knows right and does wrong? Who are you that pretends to love when you really hate? Who are you when you try to play both sides of the coin? Who are you when you only love those that love you? Who are you when you claim to love God and to know God and you mistreat others? Who are you when you turn your conscience off and let your flesh run you. I tell you, you're not a child of God. That is not a child of God at all. That's someone who's got a lot of darkness running through them. A lot of darkness. And we know God don't dwell in the dark at all. At all. I hope I'm hitting the nerve somewhere. Let's go to Isaiah 5. Somebody need this message. Isaiah 5, verse 20. And if you deny that you don't need this message, you're trying to play in between. And there's a little insanity going on somewhere. Okay? So either way, that this smoke, this fire, okay, is going to force you out your hole, okay, just like a rabbit. <coughs> We're going to get right. Isaiah 5, 20. Watch this. Isaiah 5.20 If you have a say glory to, glory to God. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Who are you? What type of human are you? You can't tell the difference between evil and good. Right and wrong, bitter and sweet. You can't tell that your words, your actions are bitter and not sweet. Christ would say, um, James would say, but it's the word of God, so I'm going to say Jesus Christ, would say, salt water and fresh water should never, came out, should never come out the same place. Should never. Amen? Should never. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. Pride plays a big role in this. Pride. Pride plays a big role in this. Do you know how humble you have to be to change? Hmm? Do you know the humility that you must take on to change? 
as a human being? Do you understand the humility that must take place? And that's all that God's looking for is humility. Okay? That's what he's looking for, humility. He's not looking for pride because he's not prideful. He died on the cross. He's looking for humility. And then when he died on the cross, he said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't get it. They don't know who I am. They don't understand that they're made in my image. They don't understand that I came to give glory. They don't understand. But yet still, they still twist things. They call evil good and good evil. They put darkness for light and light for darkness. They put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. There's that pride again. And prudent in their own sight. What you so prideful for? Why are you prideful? Well, I came from nothing. Now I got something. There's no reason to be prideful. No, no reason to be prideful. Because there's always somebody with something more than you. Amen. Right? There's no reason to be prideful. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine. And men of strength to mingle strong drink. What's strong drink? White liquor? Brown liquor? Malt liquor? Beer? White liquor? Brown liquor? Malt liquor? I think that's it. Whatever new stuff people make. Pride is real. Pride plays a big role in this. And I want you to see that. 23. Which justify the wicked for reward. Mm, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. This is interesting because. When God's speaking here. This, you should never take a bribe. should never take a bribe. No bribes, okay? Don't look the other way because someone who's wrong is trying to say, I need you to look the other way, okay? If someone's wrong, they're wrong. Speak up, amen? Speak up. Because when you don't speak up, how can God, how can God trust you, amen? How could he trust you? Do you understand that God is righteousness? That means everything that he does is right. There's no wrong in him at all. There's no wrong. There's no room for wrong. He detests wrong. Amen. He detests wrong. So what he wants you to understand is this. To those people who twist good and evil, right and wrong, woe, Unto the person who takes the side of someone who's wrong. Listen now. If you take the side of someone who's wrong and you claim to be righteous and you claim to be a Christian and you take their side, well, well, that's 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 my sister, that's my brother, that's my mother, that's my dad. 
That's my aunt. That's my uncle. That's my wife. That's my cousin. That's my husband. That's my kid. Me and First Lady got a motto. If our kids are wrong, they're wrong. If she's wrong, she's wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay? Because it ain't about how we look to others. It's about how we look to God. It's about how we look to God. Man don't understand most things anyway. So it don't really matter how I look to them. Amen? What matters is how we look to our Father in Heaven. Because if you don't look right to God, you're going to have a problem in life. You have a problem in life. Well, I'm so young. I'm so, I'm so um, full of power and, you know, wisdom and everything. My life is great. Okay. What about your ladder in? How that going to work out for you? Hmm? How that going to work out for you? Like, again, I talked about how people go. You know? You want to go peacefully or you want to go painfully? Watch this. You do not take the side of someone who's wrong. To God, it's like taking a bribe. You're unjust in the eyes of God. Speak up. Be right. Woe unto someone who sees they're wrong and won't change. That's a woe. This person's stubborn and hard-hearted and angry. And no one can tell them anything. And the person who clings to this person without correcting this person is pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. So what we just learned here in Isaiah 5.20, we just learned that right is right and wrong is wrong. Right? Right is right, wrong is wrong. There's no in-between. The in-between is the insanity that a person takes on. The hypocrisy, the hypocriticalness, the lies, the deception that they take on to try to back their wrong without making it right. Satan plays a role in that. Pride plays a role in that. Okay? Let's go to Revelations 3. I want you to look at this church as an as an individual. Okay, even though it is a church. Revelation 3.15. The church of Laodicea. We'll start with verse 15. Watch this. He's speaking to the people within this church. We're going to talk real quick. If you haven't said glory to God. I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. We had a whole message on lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. Um, excuse me. I would. Thou were cold or hot. Meaning pick a side. Right or wrong. Pick a side. Amen. Pick a side. Well I don't want to mess up. What we got. I don't want to mess up this. I don't want to mess up that. Pick a side. Mm. 
So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's a violent spewing. Vomit. Hot vomit from your father. Basically, he's telling you not to be neutral. To be straight on. Okay? Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Stop with the games. Do you really think I care who I affect if I'm being righteous? I really don't. Okay? Because if I'm being righteous, God is backing me. If I'm being wrong, he's not backing me. And if I'm playing the in-between, I'm insane. Satan's with me. Because thou sayest, I am rich. I got everything I need. I don't care about nobody else. And increased with goods. I don't care about nobody else. And have need of nothing. I don't need nobody else. And knowest not that thou art wretched. And miserable. And poor. And blind. And naked. Just a holy mess. A holy mess. It's not good. We really talk ourselves up to be something. Don't we sometimes. It's, it's really crazy right. It's like. I counsel thee to buy, of, to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye selves, that thou mayest see my truth, my door that I'm trying to open for you, but I will not open it for you because of the way you are. I will not give you the blessing because of the way you are. To receive God's blessings, you must change to receive God's blessings. Then you walk right into them. Amen? That's just the truth. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Repent. Be a repenter. And be zealous about it. God loves you, so therefore he rebukes you. He, um, he corrects you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man or woman hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him or her and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame. And am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Do you hear? I pray you hear. Because if you don't hear, you got a problem. If you don't hear, I'll take it as two things. Either you're tuning the word of God out. Or you're in that in between. See, you could come back from wrong. You could come back when you do something wrong. You could say, hey, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I messed up. I screwed up. Okay? You could go and be right again. But the in-between? You in a different place. You in a different category. You got pride just covering your whole spirit. Amen? You got something going on. It's called insanity. And it's called Satan's. Using you like a puppet. Pretty much. 
Pretty much. To someone who understands right and wrong, there is no in between. Period. To someone who does not understand right and wrong, they live in the in between. In between is a dark place. Who are you? First Kings, chapter three. My man Solomon. Almost done. I'm gonna get you out of here. Anybody like good riddance? First Kings chapter three. Verse five. You want to be pleasing to Yah Yahweh? Listen up. Pay close attention. You want to be pleasing to God in Jesus Christ's name. All you need is discernment. That's it. That's all you need is discernment. That's it. You get God's discernment, okay, from the Spirit, okay? It comes with so much stuff, all right? It's accompanied by the fruits of the Spirit, discernment. It is accompanied by the Holy Spirit, discernment. You get discernment and you will be pleasing to God because the discernment that you have will cause you to do what's right. Because it's going to discern every situation. It's going to discern how you speak, how you act, how people come to you, how people deal with you, and how you deal with others. Discernment. Without it, you're going to be living in the in-between a little bit. And that's the truth. Or in the wrong. So, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, if you have a say, glory to God. Solomon just been named king. And in Gibeon, the Lord Yahweh appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Now, when God says to you, ask what I shall give thee, you got to realize something here. You better ask for the right thing. That's the whole purpose here. Ask for the right thing. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth. Yeah, there you go. And in righteousness. Do you hear that? And in uprightness of heart with thee. That's pleasing to God. That's pleasing to God. How should you walk? In truth and uprightness and righteousness? And uprightness of heart? With God and honesty. And thou hast kept for, me, for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord Yahweh my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child. I know not how to go out. Or to come in. And Solomon didn't. He didn't know how to go out or come in. Okay. He's, he's taking on the position of king. Okay. Of king. And he has to do what his father did. Solomon's not a warrior. 
Okay? Solomon is a political king. Very political. So he needs that wisdom. Amen? David had wisdom. But not wisdom like what God's going to give Solomon. Eight. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between what? Good and bad. Underline that good and bad. Right and wrong. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? Now wait. He could ask for anything. He said, I need discernment. That I may lead thy people. I need discernment that I may lead thy people. So, you, you people don't lead much people. And the people listening around the world, I don't know your position, what job you do in life. Okay? But I do get this. That if you can't lead your own life, you can't lead nobody. Amen? And that's just the truth. If you're always making bad judgment calls and never learn from your bad judgment calls, right? How you expect to be something for God? You can't. It's just a mess, right or wrong? If we're being honest with each other, right? And the speech pleased the Lord That Solomon had asked this thing And God said unto him Because thou hast asked this thing And hast not asked thyself a long life Neither hast asked riches for thyself Nor have asked the life of thy enemies But hast asked for thyself understanding To discern judgment To be pleasing to me it's basically what he said. Understanding to discern judgment. To be pleasing to me. That's my whole life. Okay? Discernment. On another level. On the highest level God will possibly give me. So that I can solve matters. Okay? Without being there. So I can understand things. So I can understand when I'm talking to the devil. So I can understand when I'm talking to a saint. So I can understand when I'm talking to an angel. So I can understand when I'm talking to a demon. So I can understand when I'm dealing with someone who's trying to deceive me. Because they're wrong or they're in the in-between. Amen. Or when people leave stuff out. Because they think they're smarter than God. Talk about that's prideful. That's pride on a whole nother level. Twelve. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. 
And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord Yahweh and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made a feast unto all his servants. Praise God. See, Solomon didn't ask for what most people or what you would probably ask for. I need money, Lord. I need long life, Lord. I need to be healed, Lord. I need a husband or a wife, Lord. I need kids, Lord. I need power, Lord. I need true wealth, Lord. I need you to get rid of these people, Lord. He asked to be pleasing to Yahweh by asking for discernment. To lead Yahweh's people, Yahweh's ways. By Yahweh's ways. Not his own. To truly understand right and wrong. That's what he asked for. So that he could teach God's children. To choose what's right. And to leave the wrong. And to leave the wrong. How about you in your life? Do you ask God for discernment and pursue it? Do you pursue it? It's one thing to ask for it, but you have to pursue it as well. Some people just ask just to ask. Right? That's not pursuing it. That's making a mockery out of your prayer. It really is. Go to Malachi 3. If you want to be pleasing to God, discernment's the way to go. Everything else will fall into place. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Got people on earth today. Who think the way I'm about to read. <coughs> Malachi chapter 3 verse 13. If you have a say glory to God. Your words have been stout against me. Human beings on earth today. There's a movement today where some people say, don't pay your tithes, don't pay your tithes. Okay, try that. Yeah, try that one. Lose your house. Okay. Have bad health. Okay. Um, no blessings. Okay. Eat bad meat. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. When you take care of God in the house of God, everything going to work itself out in your life as well. That's the movement that goes on today. People are trying to go away from the church. Yeah, granted, the church is... If you can see my head bobbing. It's, um, it's kind of whack today. I'm saying it. I'm a pastor. I can, I can say that. It's, it's kind of whack today because people stray away from the word of God. They stray away from truth. 
and they lean to their own understanding instead of sticking with the manuscripts. In the King James Version. And they listen to every spirit that come into their home. And it's the problem. It's a huge problem. So you got this movement today where people don't want to be held accountable for their wrong and the word of God makes you accountable. It just does. When it's taught properly, it makes you accountable for your for your wrong. So that you can learn to be right. So you can understand repentance. So you can understand how to get right. And be right. And stay right. Your words have been styled against me. saith the Lord Yahweh. Yet ye say. What have we spoken so much against thee? Question. Ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it. That we have kept his ordinances. What profit is it to us. That we obey the, way, the law of God. Don't we have free will? Can't we do what we want to do? And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord Yahweh hosts. And now we call the proud happy. Being prideful is a bad thing. It's not a happy thing. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. People agree with it. No, it's not good. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Hmm. We live in a twisted world, do we not? It is twisted. Then they that feared the Lord Yahweh spake often one to another. And the Lord Yahweh hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared, reverenced, revered, loved God, served God, want to be in the right trying to stay out of the wrong. And when they do hit the wrong, they repent and come back to the right. Amen? When they do someone wrong, they repent to God. They apologize with sincerity. And they make it right. So that they can be right in the eyes of God and the person. Amen? That's Christianity. Amen? Anything else is you're faking the funk. Watch this. 16 again. Then they that feared the Lord Yahweh spake often one to another, and the Lord Yahweh hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared reverence the Lord Yahweh and, and that thought upon his name. How many people actually think upon God's name without thinking upon what they want to think upon? What they want to think about. How many people actually sit in church and actually got God on the brain? Or they got something else on the brain. They got this on the brain. They got, I got to do this when I get home. I got to do this when I get home. I got to do this when I get home. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. You're here right now. Be in the moment. Be here. Be here. <clears throat> 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts. In that day, what day? The day of the Lord. When I make up my Jews, precious Jews. That's how God looks at his children. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Do you serve him? If you serve him, you will be spared. 
Then shall ye return, here's the kicker, and discern between righteousness and wickedness, between him or her that serveth God and him or her that serveth him not. You can't tell the difference. If you're in the right, your actions should be right. Amen. If you claim to be a Christian, your actions should be Christian-like, God-like. You can't tell the. You can't discern between righteousness and wickedness, between right and wrong. You don't know when you're doing something wrong, really. If you can't tell that you're doing something wrong, if you justify your wrong, you're in the in-between. It's insanity. Satan's playing with you. And God ain't messing with you. So everything you claim as a Christian is void because you're in the in-between. Think about what I'm saying. You can't, you can't discern that you're wrong. You can't tell that you're wrong. Anybody? Can you discern between right and wrong? Between someone who truly serves Yahweh and someone who doesn't. What if it's you? What if it's your sister, your brother, your child, your mother, your dad, close friend, family, co-worker? What if it's you playing the role hypocrite? And you just now see that you're playing the role hypocrite. Time waits for no one. Understand that. Time waits for no one. No one at all. And God's in control of time. Ezekiel 44. Closing. Let's close out. Ezekiel 44, 9. Millennium age. Millennium age. We're gonna get real specific with this um message in this bottom part of this message here. Because in order to be God's elect, you must understand right and wrong. Okay? In order to be who you claim to be or who you strive to be, you must understand right and wrong. And the right must take you where God needs you to be. Amen. You got to stop letting the wrong take you. Amen. And when you are wrong, you cannot justify your sin. You cannot justify what you do. You cannot be around people who justify you. Because then you're stepping on God's toes because God is law. Amen. He's the judge, not us. We're just the keepers of the law. If you're God's elect. Love treats, love mistreats no one. Ezekiel 44 verse 9. Millennium age. The millennium age. Let's read it. In closing. Thus saith the Lord God. No stranger. Listen to your father. 
No stranger uncircumcised in heart nor uncircumcised in the flesh shall enter into my sanctuary of any stranger that is among the children of Israel. Meaning you can't get in if you're not my way. You're not welcomed. Because if you're not God's way, that means that you're wrong. And if you're wrong, you can't be in the midst where God is. Because you're, you're choosing to be uncircumcised. You're choosing to be wrong. <coughs> you're choosing to justify who you are and what you've done and what you're doing. Pretty crazy. God don't deal in the crazy. <coughs> you know who deals in the crazy? Satan. And the least that are gone away far from me, when Israel went astray, which went astray away far away from me after their idols, they shall even bear their iniquity. So Israel was supposed to have a position. Israel was supposed to have a position, but Israel didn't say anything to the people. The priests didn't say anything to the people about what they were doing, about the wrong that they were doing. Do you say to the person that you love that you're wrong? Do you say that? Hmm? I'll tell my wife she's wrong. I'll tell my kids they're wrong. My kids will say, Dad, you're wrong. My wife will say, Babe, you're wrong. And I will say, You're wrong. Okay? I tell, I'll tell a stranger they're wrong. I've done it. I do it all the time. I will tell a stranger they're wrong. I have no benefit from telling the stranger they're wrong, but letting them know that they're wrong so they can grow properly. That's it. Some people like to mind their business too much. Okay? They do. Like to mind their business too much. If you mind your business too much, you may raise a terrorist. Right? If you mind your business too much, you may raise someone who's really passive. Okay? That means they're open for abuse. Okay? Come on now. Come on. If, if, if you're not open to the full righteousness of God and you can't discern the full righteousness of God to be able to discern between right and wrong you really shouldn't tell anyone anything about life about anything because this isn't right your brain's not right there's a problem somewhere it's a problem. Watch this. And God's going to weed them all out. You can't, you can't be that way and think that you're circumcised. Spiritually. You can't be that way and think that it's of God. Because it's not. He's letting you know right here. This is the millennium. Next step is hell. Right or wrong? Watch this. And when the Antichrist was here, the Levites did nothing to warn 
or to say they're wrong to the Israel. They didn't say, Israel, you're wrong. You shouldn't do that. That's Antichrist. They didn't do that. They let them go astray. 11. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having charge at the gate of the house and ministering to the house. They shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before them to minister unto them. Now, a priest is supposed to be where God is. They're standing where the people are, and they're going to be dealing with the people coming out of the millennium, those people who give their life to Jesus Christ. So, therefore, they're going to be offering their love offering to God in Christ, and they're going to have to deal with that because they didn't off, they didn't, they didn't correct them when they were supposed to be corrected. They were supposed to be in the inner court with God. They're supposed to be teaching, but they're not. Don't put yourself in that situation. He won't be with me, that's for sure. Cause we gonna do it right, or we ain't doing it at all. That's just the truth. Because they minister unto them before their idols. What? You can't tell somebody they're doing something wrong? You can't let them know. Do you see their penalty? Hmm? Do you see their lack of reward? Because they ministered unto them before their idols. Well, I don't want to step on their toes. That's their business. If I walk in someone's house and, and, and there's a spirit, I'm letting you know there's a spirit. Just that simple, right? If I walk in someone's house and there's an idol, I'm letting you know, oh, that's an idol, by the way. You need to remove that. If I'm in someone's home or in their presence, I'm letting you know something's wrong with you. You need to fix it, okay? I'm going to let you know. Who am I not to let you know? Why wouldn't I let you know? Obviously, you're in the in-between with it because you're okay with it and you ain't doing nothing about it. Right? Losers don't last in the millennium. They just don't. Wrong people don't last in the millennium. They go to hell. In between people, insane people, people who make excuses for their wrong go to hell. Without change, they go to hell. Right? Get this stick. Get Listen, you better get it. Because they minister unto them before their idols and cause the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore have I lifted up my hand against them, saith the Lord God, and they shall bear their iniquity, their shame, their sin, their wrongdoing, their in-betweening. They shall not come near unto me to do the office of priests unto me. I don't want them near me. They're unholy. If they couldn't get right in the flesh, what makes you think you're going to be right in the spirit? You're not. The spirit will tell everything. It will tell everything. Seven Trump come, we're going to see who's separated where and how they're separated, why they're separated. 13 again, and they shall not come near to me, unto me, to do the office of priest unto me, nor to come near to any of my holy things, my very elect, 
my things that I've touched with my presence in the most holy place, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed for the in-between, for being neutral and not straight on with God and with other people. For being holier than thou, for being in the in-between, for not making their wrong right. God is holy. God is righteousness. Amen? He is righteousness. So therefore, if he's righteousness and, and you're not righteous, why in the world do you think you could be in his presence? God is righteousness. So therefore, if you're in the flesh and, <coughs> and God is with you, and he gives you his Holy Spirit, that means Jesus is there, God is there. His Holy Spirit's there. If you don't have his Holy Spirit, that means you're doing something wrong. Something's wrong. The pussyfooting gotta stop. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Watch this, 14. But I will make them keepers of, of the charge of the house for all the service thereof and for all that shall be done therein. I'm going to make sure that they do the job that they were supposed to do when they were on the earth in the flesh that they did not do. They will do it now instead of being with me where I am because of their abominations, because of their wrongdoings, because of them justifying what they do, living in the in-between, not making their wrong right. Make sense? Watch this, but you got some champs here. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, the very elect of God, that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray, from me to worship Antichrist. They shall come near to me to minister unto me and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord God. Let me explain something to you. Do you understand what it takes to be in the inner court with God in Christ? Do you understand what it takes to have the Holy Spirit of God, to have the Shekinah glory of God upon you? Do you understand what it takes to be able to have the spirit of discernment, to understand right and wrong, evil and good? Do you understand what it takes? It takes the presence of God. That's what it takes. It takes the presence of God to move out pride, to move out wrong, to move out the in-between, to move out your own justification for the things that you do wrong, that you will not change for, the thing that you are a hypocrite to. It takes God. That's what it takes. And he's saying, if you don't understand right and wrong, if you cannot discern between right and wrong, you cannot be with me in the spirit in the millennium teaching my people right and wrong because you don't even understand right and wrong. Amen. We got time for this neutral crap. We ain't got time for this in, in between foolishness. We ain't got time for wrong, people being wrong and not making it right. The right way, God's way. 
It's foolishness. 16. They shall enter into my sanctuary. They shall come near to my table to minister unto me, and they shall keep my charge. Glory to God. Let's skip all the way down to verse 23. Watch this. Same people, very elect, those that know right and wrong, those that made every wrong right through repentance, those that don't live in it in between, those that are able to teach right and wrong because they understand it. And they shall teach my people the difference between holy and profane. How could you do that without understanding it? And cause them to discern between unclean and clean. How could you do that if you don't understand it? How could you? And in controversy, they shall stand in judgment, and they shall judge it according to my judgment. Yes, they will judge, because God trusts them. And they shall keep my laws and my statutes and all my assemblies. Yep. And they shall hallow my Sabbath, keep it holy. And they shall come at no dead person. A dead person means a spiritually dead person. The people who don't understand right and wrong. The people who worship Antichrist. The people who don't make the wrong right. To defile themselves. But for father or for mother or for son or for daughter. For brother or for sister. That have no husband. They may defile themselves. And after he is cleansed. They shall reckon unto him seven days. Now. This defiling, this person that God trusts, that God loves, he could go into these this, the dead sea of people and he could pull out their father, their mother, their daughter, their sister that has not been married, their wife, their husband, their children, their family members, and they could teach them personally. Watch this. And after he is cleansed, they shall reckon unto him seven days. But then there's a penalty, a seven-day cleansing, and then they go back to Christ. But it's worth it. And in, and in the day that he goeth into the sanctuary, into the inner court, to minister in the sanctuary, he or she shall offer his sin offering, his love offering, saith the Lord God. And it shall be unto them for an inheritance. I am their inheritance, and ye shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. God says, I am their inheritance. I am their possession. They own all things because I own all things, and all things I give to them, for they are faithful to me, and they know right and wrong, and they are my priest. They shall eat the meat off. I'm going to stop right there. Listen, if you can't discern right and wrong today, To do what's right in Yahweh's eyes. I promise you. You will not be. In the priest of Yahweh. In Jesus Christ our Lord. And Savior. Or in the presence. Of his holy things. That includes his elect. More than likely. You won't be teaching. But you will be learning. For a thousand years. Because. You just can't stop playing church. Thank God for Jesus Christ. 
and his grace that he gives us to grow in him and to learn in him. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. In Jesus' name. Amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.